I'm Steve Tarano. Welcome to Body Performance, the podcast designed to help you reach your weight loss, fitness, and bodybuilding goals. Last episode, we talked about lifting form and that no food causes weight loss. Well, today we're going to talk about legs, specifically squatting and leg training in general. And then we're going to talk about does it improve your other lifts or does it make you stronger? Leg training is typically one of those things that a lot of guys don't do because it's hard. It's half your body. And when you do it, it's heavy. It gets you out of breath, makes you tired. And most of the times, the exercises that you're told you have to do are difficult. Squats, front squats, these things are hard to do. And guys somehow get caught up in the myth that if I don't do those exercises, I'm not going to have big legs. Well, my goal is to help you better understand why this isn't true. And let me preface this by saying the purpose of this podcast is not for you to train like me, but for me to give you a tidbit of information, maybe some fact that will help you better understand how weight loss, fitness, bodybuilding, or change occurs, and then you can make the changes to your workout. I'm not trying to change your workout. I'm not trying to have you train like me. But what I'm trying to do is give you valuable, accurate information so you can better implement that information into your workout. With the internet, there is so much garbage out there. I don't give a shit if you're trying to market your website or whether you're trying to sell real estate. It is like infomercial central. I'm telling you, there isn't one person listening to this podcast who hasn't seen some dork step out of his Bentley or his Rolls Royce or come down the stairs out of his jet or some lease jet at the air park talking about six and seven figures and two weeks and all that other stuff. That is garbage. Again, infomercial central. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to eliminate some of that mystery and hype and give you some facts. Let's talk about leg training, improving your other lifts. It does and it doesn't. It mostly doesn't. What people don't understand is this. When you lift weights, it helps your body produce testosterone. And when you lift heavier weights or if you lift with intensity and consistency, that helps the body produce testosterone. If you squat or you train legs, these are big muscles. So large muscles create systemic changes in the body. If you train legs and you train them hard with intensity, it's going to help generate some additional testosterone. Much better than training shoulders because, again, small muscle, hard to train it for a long time, can't use a lot of weight relative to your legs. This is what people or guys don't seem to understand. It's not the leg training in and of itself that's going to make your other body parts bigger. It's the testosterone that it's hopefully going to generate or at least keep your levels of testosterone at a reasonable height. But I like to tell guys, if you think leg training is going to help your other exercises, do this. Just do legs for the next three, four weeks. Come back and try bench pressing and tell me how good your bench press is. It's not going to be any better. But again, leg training does help produce additional testosterone because there are big muscles and they create systemic change in the body. This is another reason why doing cardio with your legs versus just your arms, like those rope exercises you see people now doing in the personal training areas of certain gyms, that became in vogue when MMA guys began doing it, taking those ropes and flipping them back and forth. That is not great cardio. Hey, better than nothing, but it is not great cardio because those muscles, muscles of the shoulder, are not large enough like muscles of the legs to create a systemic change in the body. Now let me talk about some of the lifts that we're going to try to do in the gym to help improve our legs. When we talk about leg training, squatting is the number one exercise and the number one question. Do I need to squat to have big legs? 
And the answer is no. Squatting is a great exercise, but it's hard to do. You pile all this weight onto your back, and then you try to squat down without losing your balance. And basically, a squat is turning you into a Z. You know, you get your upper body, you've got your upper thigh, and then you got your shins. And it's difficult. And if you're not built for squatting, it's a hard exercise to do. A couple things you have to think about when you're squatting. Position of the bar on the back or shoulders. Remember, the bar is being held in place not only by your back, but by your hands. So you've got three points of contact with the bar, each hand and the center of your back. You should be able to lift the bar off the rack and not have it crush your upper neck. So you should be able to look around without any problems. When you squat, it doesn't matter what position your feet are in. I don't give a shit what anybody says. We're all different. So if your feet are a little wider than your partner's, your toes are pointed out, you like a wide stance, it makes no difference whatsoever. When you squat, sometimes your heels will come off the ground. That's because however God puts you together, your biomechanics just don't work very well when squatting, whether you have weight or not. You've ever seen a little kid squat down and play? Their heels don't come off the ground. They can squat there for hours. But somehow when we grow up, we tighten up and we change, and it's hard for some people to squat. I'll give you some solutions for this. When you're squatting, you don't have to go to parallel. It's not critical. The second thing you can do if you feel unstable is rest your heels either on 5 or 10 pound plates. Years ago, we used to use a 2 by 4 Whatever it is you need to, again, stabilize yourself so when you squat down, you don't come up onto your toes. Being on your toes is not making the exercise less efficient. It's just making you less stable. I'll talk about that in a second. Again, some people can do it without raising their heels. Some guys squat in work boots that have a slight heel. But by putting your heels onto a plate or board or elevating them somehow, what that does is it kicks your hips forward and then allows you to pull your shoulders back so you can squat in a more upright position. If you don't believe me and you have trouble squatting, just squat down without any weight and then throw two 25-pound weights down or throw a 45-pound plate down, put your heels on the edge of it, and then squat down. You'll notice that your hips are kicked forward a little bit because your heels are elevated, your shoulders come back, and it's much easier to stay more upright. Therefore, it's easier to hold the bar in place, and therefore, it's easier to handle heavier weight without tipping over. Remember, big squats are hard to do. It takes time because also your lower back and your hips have to gain their strength as well to handle the heavier weight that you're going to be loading onto the bar. You might have great leg strength. You might be able to leg press a ton of weight, but when you jump under the bar to do some squats, your lower back and your hips just have not gotten that kind of strength because the bar has not been sitting on your shoulders. If you like squatting, nothing wrong with it. If you don't like squatting, you don't have to do it. If you do light squats and move on to something else, that's fine. But it's not the magic bullet. I'm just trying to give you some suggestions on how to do them a little easier. Next exercise is the 45-degree leg press. We've all seen them in the gym. Some gyms have three or four of them. Great exercise. 
You don't have to worry about supporting weight on your back. You don't have to worry about balancing. Where your feet go is not super critical. If you like a wide stance, if you move them up three or four inches or down three or four inches, not that big a deal. It is a great exercise. I don't know why everybody doesn't use it, even beginners. It hits your quads, your hamstrings, your calves, your ass. It is a great exercise to do, and the chances of getting hurt are much less. The important thing with leg pressing is that you warm up because you got to remember when you drop that sled down, it's stretching out your lower back in additioning to warming the lower back up as well as the thighs. So you want to do a couple sets because you're sort of being squished down and the more you're warmed up, the more flexible you're going to be and the easier the exercise will be to perform. Another great exercise is hack squats, whether it's on a machine or a Smith machine. Again, another simple great exercise because you don't have to worry about balancing the weight on your shoulders. You don't have to worry about falling over or tipping over. Sometimes you can do them frontwards on a hack machine. Sometimes you do them backwards facing the other way on a hack machine. It really is not that critical. And again, your feet position, not super, super critical. If you want your feet a little further away from you or a little further underneath you, that's fine. If you take it to the extremes, then you start to change the exercise just a little bit. In other words, when you're doing a hack squat and your feet are directly underneath you, you put a little more stress on the knees. If you put your feet way out in front of you, you're not getting as full a range of motion with the quads, and that makes the exercise just slightly easier, a little less effective, but the important thing is that you're doing them. Here's my tip with hack exercises. When you're doing hack squats, don't hang your hands on the bar. You want to drive the weight up with your hands and your legs. A lot of guys will rest their arms or hands on the bar. So basically, you're kind of hanging on the bar as you're trying to drive it upwards. That's not the right thing to do. When guys are squatting, they're driving the bar up with their legs and their hands. When guys are doing hack squats, or at least heavy hack squats, you want to be driving the bar up with your legs and your hands in order to finish the rep. Let me quickly mention this topic, going up on your toes, whether you're squatting, whether you're doing leg press, or whether you're doing hack squats. I hear this from guys, and it drives me insane. Oh, you went up on your toes, you're no longer using your quads. Nothing could be further from the truth. Remember, your quads move the entire part of the leg below the knee. So it doesn't matter what your toe or foot position is. The foot position is determined by the calf. So whether you have a pointed toe or not is irrelevant. You're going to be driving the weight up with your quads, your hamstrings, and your glutes. The reason why you don't want to raise your heels or go up on your toes on any of these exercises is because you don't want to roll an ankle and lose your balance and get hurt. If you do a deep leg press, your heels will come off the platform. So it's no big deal as long as you're being safe and you don't lose your balance and get hurt. Next exercise is lunges. And there's a ton of people doing a variety of lunges. People like walking lunges, which is okay. People like doing stationary lunges where they lunge out with their right leg, come back, lunge out with their left leg, come back. Some people like doing backwards lunges. You know, why make things more difficult? If you'd like my opinion... I'm not crazy about walking lunges. I would much prefer to lunge uh, while being stationary. Lunge out with your right leg, push off, come back. Lunge out with your left leg, push off, come back. And why is that? 
When you lunge, it creates a shearing force between the bones in your knee. It's like they're rubbing together, like you're grating cheese or if you were rubbing your hands together. And when you use a lot of weight, that creates some additional force on the knee you just don't really want occurring. And when you lunge out and then step to your foot as if you're walking, that puts a lot of pressure on the forward knee as you're trying to pull your weight forward and continue the exercise. If you're doing them with just your body weight, not too bad. But if you're going to be using weights or holding dumbbells, I much prefer to stand there. Lunge forward, step back. Lunge forward, push back. And performing the exercise that way makes that exercise more effective on the glutes and hamstrings because you're driving your weight backwards to your original position rather than pulling your weight forward so you can then step and do the next leg. By being stationary and pushing yourself back to the original position, that puts a lot more emphasis on the hamstrings and the glutes, again, rather than stepping and then trying to pull yourself forward without losing your balance. And one final thing when it comes to squatting or lunging, I hear this from personal trainers and I want to run up, tell the person they're training, hey, listen, get your $70 back for your 30-minute training session. I'll train you for free. I hear this. Don't let your knee go past your toe. Keep your knee above your foot. How in God's name are you supposed to squat down without your knee going more forward or passing the plane of your toe? How are you supposed to leg press with your knee not passing the plane of your toe? You'll be lucky if you're able to do that even on hack squats where everything is solid and your foot position can change without having to worry about everything else. First of all, just don't even worry about your knee position as it relates to your foot. Get into a comfortable position, point your toes wherever they want, spread your feet as far or as narrow as you'd like, and just do the exercise. It's not that important. Just move the weight. Do it safely. Do it with intensity. Now let me talk about lying leg curls, seated leg curls, and stiff leg deadlifts. Lying leg curls is a great exercise. My suggestion would be try to stay away from the machine that has a million different settings and adjustments. They're just too difficult to get comfortable in. If you're not comfortable in the machine, you're not going to be able to exercise with intensity. I like the one that's either flat or flat with a slight bend in it. And the only thing you have to adjust is the position of the pad that goes over your heel. When you start adjusting the hands, the legs, the angles of this and the angles of that, I just don't fit into them. So the simpler, the better. One way of making leg curls easier, safer, and allowing you to handle more weight would be this. When you get into the machine, I don't care if it's lightweight, medium, or heavyweight, here's what you do. You get onto the pad, you kneel on the pad, you put your feet underneath the part that rotates. And as you lie down, you keep your knees slightly bent to, let's say, 10 degrees. And as you lie down, the weight's going to come up. And then you start exercising from that position. Basically, you've turned into a lever. What this does is this. It tightens the muscle and shortens the range of motion. It's not that critical when you're using light weight. But when you get to heavyweight, the last thing we want to do is start an exercise with the muscle under tremendous tension and with it stretched out. Let me see if I can give you a better example. 
When you bench press, you pull the weight out of the rack so your arms, your shoulders, and your chest are tight and strong and secure and everything's flexed. You don't start with the weight on your chest. If you did, your chest, your shoulders, your triceps, everything would be stretched out and there'd be a chance of injury. So when we're talking about doing leg curls, when we get to the heavier weight, by bending your knees just slightly and then you lie down, that actually lifts the stack and starts the exercise without your legs being 100% straight. And this will definitely lessen the chance of a pulled hamstring. And as you're doing the exercise and you're handling heavier weight or you're training with more intensity and you're trying to squeeze out those last few reps, do not extend the legs until they're completely straight. Keep that slight bend in them. Again, straighten your legs out to 90 or 95%. That'll keep tension on the muscle and it'll be much easier to recontract the muscle and complete your rep without injury. Seated leg curls or upright leg curls, another great exercise. Unfortunately, a lot of the machines now have so many adjustments, they're hard to use. If you fit into one of the machines at the gym, great, use it. But again, don't straighten your legs out until they're 100% straight. Keep some tension on them so they're 90 or 95% straight. That'll make flexing them and pulling the weight down much, much easier, much safer, and less painful. Finally, let's talk about stiff leg deadlifts. Great exercise, done wrong most of the time. This is a hamstring glute exercise, and most people grab the weight, keep their legs perfectly straight, and then bend down and then stand back up. I'm going to give you a much better way of doing stiff-legged deadlifts. It's going to be much easier. You're going to be able to handle more weight. It's not going to feel like much, but the next two days, your ass and your hamstrings are going to be sore, and then in six months, they're going to be rock hard. Here's what you do. You start with the weight in the rack, so you're picking it up while you're standing up. You step back out of the rack. You lower the weight, and as you lower the weight, you bend your legs just slightly. Or you can start with your legs slightly bent. Let the bar basically slide down the front of your thighs until it gets to your knees, and then you stand back up. Real simple. Not a lot of movement. Again, you're standing straight up. You lean forward. Your ass might go backwards as a counterbalance, again, to prevent you from falling forward. As this happens, the bar will come down to about your knees, and then you straighten yourself back up. And you don't necessarily straighten your legs like a squat, but you are straightening yourself back up. And you're going to say, man, there's not much movement in this exercise. And you're right. And then you're going to say, I was barely able to do 135 pounds. But now with this exercise, this feels like nothing. And you're right. Again, what we're trying to do is create a safer, better position for your body to handle more weight so you've got better leverage, so you get better results in less time or with less effort. Oh, and finally, leg extensions. I almost forgot that. When you're doing leg extensions, do not allow your feet to extend back beyond your knees. Or if you do, don't use a lot of weight. The reason is, is this can hyperextend the knee and put a lot of pressure on that joint. I don't know if you remember old leg extension machines where you just sat there on a flat bench and the leg extension part was basically directly below your knee. Much safer, much easier. Now they have these leg extension machines where you're reclined and by the time you put your feet behind the pads, your feet are way behind your knees at about, let's say, a 45 degree angle. 
and then trying to extend that weight can put a lot of pressure on the knees. My suggestion would be to scoot your butt forward so you can have better leverage so the knees and the feet aren't bent as much so you can handle either more weight or you can do it safely and it doesn't bother your knees as much. And with most heavy leg training, whether it's squats, hack squats, lying leg curls, everything except leg pressing, I wear a belt. I suggest you get one too, especially if you're going to be training hard and heavy. The last thing you want is a back injury. Again, if you have any questions, just hit me up on Instagram at steve.tarano, T-U-R-A-N-O, and I'll be happy to help. Next episode, we're going to start answering people's questions. I'm Steve Tarano, and this is Body Performance.